Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. It's Michelle Wong here. And of course, I have a lovely guest with us today. And joining us is Loida Dominguez, who is an in power love coach. Welcome to the show, Loida. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. So Loida and I met through our, well, through Alpha Femme and then through our, um, we met through figure six. So with our mastermind. Um, so that's how we got connected. And I just love Loida's energy. And I think Loida, you're also doing a 365 day Facebook live challenge, right? I'm not sure about 365. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing 60 days right now. I did 30 and I'm like, you know what? I'll go 60. But yeah. Are you doing 360? I am. So I'm, I just did uh, day 203. Um, I know I'm, I'm like on it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, but I, I've seen some of your lives and I love your energy and I was like, Ooh, you and I should totally talk more and, um, have you on my podcast because I love what you stand for in your work and the topic that we're going to cover more of today, which is around the perception of perfection, which is so good. I love this topic. Um, but yeah, so you join us by way of East Coast. You're in Massachusetts? Yes. Cool. And so, yeah, well, why don't you share with us how, like, like well, you talk about, like, the power of love, um, and that's part of your work. And then we, we talked briefly around, like, what it means in terms of perfection. So, like, let's kind of unravel that a little bit and start with like your journey and how like things started off for you. Yeah. Um, so I'm like debating where, where to start. So the perception of perfection is, um, something I've written in a book that I I'm writing, um, which I'm super excited about it. And the perception of perfection came up after I had my son who had, who was born with special needs and, really getting to see how people perceived him as imperfect because he was born with special needs. Mm -hmm. Um, but taking that deeper, I got to see also how I grew up being told that I wasn't perfect according to how I looked, but it was really according to other people's perception of perfection. Right? So if somebody perceives somebody with straight blonde hair, as perfect then that's their perception of perfection so they won't see somebody with curly hair brown hair as perfect right um so i started really getting deep into that realization um and for me it, it my desire to even talk about the perception of perfection is because i experienced a lot of wounding when i was a child i experienced a lot of people telling me like I said, I was, I'm not, you're not perfect. You're not, you're not the ideal. Your, your smile's not the ideal. Your hair is not the ideal. 
whatever it is. And so then I, I was shrinking myself to the point that I didn't, I didn't know how to be. I was trying to act certain ways, but it was more, um, create me creating a protection mechanism because I felt I needed to protect myself from people picking on me, telling me I wasn't perfect in their own way. Um, so yeah, so I, I think that that's, that's a bit, a bit of the explanation of perception of perfection in my experience and why I desire to go to go deeper. And I still desire to go deeper. Um, and I just want to share too, my other, my desire also to go deeper is because I notice how many people abuse their own body trying to create perfection, right? Like whatever it is, I want to, I want the biggest, but I want the biggest boobs. I want the biggest lips. Cause that's for many, that's the, the per perfection. That's perfection. Oh, you have, oh, you have a nice booty, big booty, you know, whatever it is. And people strive to have a big booty, but we like abuse our own bodies to, to get there. Um, but that's just the minimal that we do. I, I really think that this is the perception of perfection goes even beyond um, to the point where we're then trying to achieve things in order to be perfect, in order to be loved, right? Because at, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's the desire to be loved. I want to be loved. So whatever it takes for me to be loved, then I'll do. What, what does perfect look like to you? I'll do it so you love me. Mm, that's so good. Like, totally. So that's really at the heart of it. It's like the need for approval. Um, and then it's true. It's not even like, I love what you said. Like it goes even beyond looks, but looks is like the first thing that people can kind of start judging others on. Um, but even trying to strive for like good grades and, um, get the perfect job or the perfect title and get the perfect status. Um, it's all like this chase to be loved, to be liked. Yeah. 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 And it starts when we're really, really young. It starts when we're children because if some of the stuff, some of the things that I talk about is how do you celebrate your children? Mm, so good. Right? <laughs> right. A lot of people celebrate their children when they achieve, right. When they achieve things. And I've seen it in my own family or in my, in, in my surroundings. Oh, this, this person is a, he plays sports and he's on it. He's on it. He's on it. We're celebrating him. We're celebrating him. Then what happens when he stops playing sports mm. and he doesn't get celebrated as much or not at all? Then I just, oh my God. Sorry. I, didn't <laughs> I just like had like, you know how you're saying like, like we celebrate children as they achieve things. And I was, oh my God, that's so true. And like all, like a lot of times, like children get celebrated for their birthdays and stuff, but it's like, wouldn't it be so cool if like just out of the blue, right? Like the parents are like, we're going to celebrate you because you exist. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be amazing? Like not even birthday, but just like you're here and we love you. And we're just going to take you out and have a fun day. Like, I think if that was me, I'd be like, wow, that would be so just like, just, just the fact that I am who I am. And just having that be celebrated would, I think that would make such an impact on me and how I carry myself in the world as an adult. Yes. Even that. Yes. Yeah. That's so powerful. 
Yes, and that's one of the things that I wrote in my book is to celebrate your children just because they're alive, mm. simply because they're living, they're breathing, right? Like my my son and I, um, we he wakes up and he sings happy birthday sometimes, just happy. And it's not my birthday, but for him it's birthday. And so he's like, I want to sing happy birthday. So we sing happy birthday to each other. And it's like this big, amazing thing. It's a celebration because in essence, we're born every day. Right. Every time we wake up, we lived in, we live another day. Yeah. And so he, he sings happy birthday and he loves, he can, he'll sing happy birthday multiple times a day. My son is just, he's in celebration. And sometimes my, his, his father takes him every other weekend. And sometimes Wednesday, Wednesdays in the evenings when he comes back home, the way that I greet him when he get, comes in is like, oh my God. He like looks at me like with this big smile because I'm like, Nicholas, you're home. Oh, that is the sweetest. I've oh. seen parents greet their children after at children after they come home from school. And it's not always nice. Put yourself <laughs> away. Do that. How was it in school? Did you behave? I would. I don't even know if I want to come home. <laughs> right? It's like, oh God, parents. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they want to get out. When can I grow up? Oh my God. Yes. And and the thing that I wrote in my book, it's called. Um, well, I mentioned that we we raise achievement junkies. Must mm. raise achievement junkies, and what happens with when somebody's an achievement junkie is that when the way that they were celebrated doesn't work anymore for them, like, right. If that was a high that they were getting from that, um, if, when that doesn't work, then they look for other ways to get high. Mm, oh my God. That's really like profound right there. Yeah. And, and it's not just, and then they start, people legit I, go to drugs or alcohol and they're, they're looking for, but I, I mean, I could go all the way deep because I can go de as deep as what I believe people are searching is for the experience of, of whatever you believe God is. Mm. They're searching, people live searching for the experience of God through achievements Mm. But we're not, if we're not aware of that, then we go looking for the, for the experience of God. You know, one of the things that I wrote about is obviously, you know, that I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. So there was a time that I was exercising in my kitchen and this was years ago. I was exercising in my kitchen. I'm like, I want to figure out what I'm going to say that I am as far as coaching. Like, what is it? What is the niche, whatever? Because I, I honestly have never been good at those wording things. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm waiting for, for me to channel in, in what it is. So I'm exercising. And all of a sudden, the word heroin came to mind. But not heroin as the hero, mm. like, as feminine hero, but heroin as the drug heroin. Mm. And it could be similar to hero too, but heroin came to mind. And I, the thought of heroin is the most addictive drug in the world came to mind. And then all of a sudden I saw 
heroin split in two. So it said hero in. Hero in. And then at the end it was, if you try to find your hero in anything other than God inside yourself, mm. you will always be lost. Oh, that is so good. That's some powerful and exercising in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm like, I don't do anything, you know, typical. <laughs> I love it. That's powerful. Yeah. It's like, like it's kind of like our own inner divine, like our own inner divinity within us. And then until yes. we see that, we're going to always be striving for something external to validate us or whatever it is. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And alcohol, as some alcohols are called spirit. Right? Oh, it's so interesting. Yep. So interesting. So to me, it's like, why, like, if I really look at the depths of alcohol and what are people reaching for the hero in, mm. right? Something other than whatever we call God inside or spirit, right? Mm -hmm. We're drinking. We're like looking for spirit. Mm, that is so good. Wow. Yeah. I love that. So in your book, like, tell me more about the book. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way, on Thanks. writing your book. Yeah. So what, what is it about if you're able to share it? So my book is about most of humanity's attachment to their ego as their identity. So good and so deep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And so I'm, I write a lot about how we attach to our thoughts, our emotions, our past and our future as our reality now. And we live like a, in a distorted point of view rather than what happens when I'm able to, and we are, whoever is reading, right? You're able to be present with the past, the future, your emotions and know that those are parts of you but not who you are right that, that you are this moment this breath this step and from here then you have choice to go toward goals to do this to do that but you're not like a tornado yeah it's chaos <sighs> got it got it I how do i can how can i be present in the midst of it all mm. it's, it's, it's amazing. So how would you, um, if somebody is reaching, you know, for external stuff to validate who they are and striving for perfection, like how would you um, guide someone to start looking back within themselves? That's a good question. Well, that's what my, my 30 day in um, workshop is about. It's the golden goddess is for me, it's first to, become aware that so one of the analogies that i use for the the golden goddess is that of the spider and the web mm. so so if you're if you're a spider and you create a web and then all of a sudden you believe you're the web mm. then you're stuck oh that is good right yeah but what but what if you remember that you're the spider that created the web? Then you're, able, 
then you're able to move. Then you're able to continue to create. But most of us create webs and then we think we're the web that we created. That is so powerful. Loida, my mind is being blown. <laughs> I love that analogy. And I love, like, I don't, I, that would be too far to say I love spiders, but I don't kill spiders. Like, I, I leave, I let them gently out. And today I let a huge one out. But, like, I almost, like, oh, it was this huge. But, like, I love the spider's web. And how profound is it to, like, remember that what we create, we are not. Like, we are the creator versus, you know, the created so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we create. We're, we're, we, one of the th analogies I've heard before from, I think, Kygo Cease, it was that we, we are holding the remote. Mm. We're, like we have, we are the remote and we can change the channel, but we often think that we're the channel we're watching. So then we're like, <sighs> But we're the remote. I love that. Like yeah. how we we and I only I studied I studied Buddhism. Like I'm in mystery school right now, and I'm in my third year of mystery school. So mystery school is the study of ancient religions and all that can't be seen. And all and that can't be seen. Can't be seen. So it's a lot of shadow work. It's a lot of like looking at, at what parts of me do I function from that? I don't even see myself. Mm. And it's been, it's, it's such an amazing journey. Some people won't, wouldn't like to do that, but I, I've hated and loved it at the same time because <laughs> when, when I bump into my own shadow and I'm projecting it into somebody else, I'm like, no, you're a jerk. And then all of a sudden I realized, Oh, I was the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> oh my goodness um it's really um it's it's for me it's reclaiming my power yeah shadow work is reclaiming my power because at first it feels for my ego it feels like no i'm right i'm always right and you're wrong and then when i i can own that no i i actually was projecting something onto someone else and this is a healing opportunity for me to become more aware of myself and that's that's freedom that's power um yeah so, so i i've been studying i why did I, i'm like drawing a blank of where why did i mention mystery school uh because we were we were just we were just talking <laughs> she's like i forgot to um i love it um, but yeah, so, so, oh yeah. So I think that I was just saying that we often just give our, our power away mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rather than what happens when we look inward mm -hmm. to see the depths of our, so that when I see the depths of my shadow, I am in my power. I'm not just light. Yeah. I love that you said that. Cause like, I mean, it's like light worker. I don't even like to call myself a light worker cause it's, uh because it's like so much light and then we bypass the dark right and the dark is where all the really it's all the good stuff <laughs> that's like where the real work is and it's so free and the dark is feminine too yeah the sun is 
the right the sun is the sun is masculine right yeah. it's light right the moon is feminine and it's dark does, it's dark it's moody it goes through all the phases and sometimes you don't even see it it's in its shadow and then sometimes it's so bright i love that and i love i love that you just brought that up because really some of the stuff that i write is about how we've been taught that the masculine is the most powerful ever right like it's it's ego driven right like for me masculinity is mostly ego driven like it's go 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 right but for the most part i was taught that that was like better yeah me too and, right and, and females and as a woman right that women are aren't as good as men mm -hmm. and how do we also how does that also come out in the you're just light you're just light you're just light right we're discard we're discarding the dark and as far as black lives matter right like yeah. i i don't think that there's any coincidence right that it's white and black right mm -hmm. and that the, the the white is like the the one that is the better right yeah. and then the black is not it's all depth. It's all depth work. It's so interesting that I, even as we were talking about like the shadow and being it feminine and we're like, we're raised in a patriarch culture and society. And so it's almost like, um, the dark, the feminine is not accepted, you know, like it's the, and, and we all have that within us, but because it's, we're not supposed to show that part of ourselves and it gets squashed and suppressed and then becomes like the wounded shadow parts of us like that cannot be seen or celebrated because it's wrong mm -hmm. yeah 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 and it's it's women like the fem it's like and from you know the coaching that we're doing now like a lot of the calls even with melanie um really like that th there's so much power we have as women that the feminine there is so much power there's so much power in being i remember i was in a relation my last relationship the guy was very doer, doer, do or die. Like I'm gonna do, 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 do. And I was in a place where I just wanted to sit. It's not that I wasn't doing anything because I'm a mother and I had to do stuff, but I wanted to sit a lot. I, I was really examining my mind, my thoughts, and that's what I was just doing. And he's like, you gotta do something. You can't just sit. You, you gotta, and I'm like, what like maybe you're doing things a certain way and i'm doing it this way and it's okay i don't want to do it that way anymore mm. i don't want to work five jobs i don't want to do that anymore mm. i want to sit. but i saw how he was projecting that it was wrong to do do the work the way that i was doing it mm -hmm. right but that's just somebody that's hooked on how to do it no you, there's there's this way the masculine way and you got to go get it. And if you want it, you got to go, go hard. But yeah. what if that was, that's his way or, or a way, but it doesn't have to be mine. Mm -hmm. And then embracing that way all the way, I'm neglecting my femininity. And yeah. there's so much power here. And so much power. Yeah. And it also like, I think it can be for someone who's like more in the masculine it could be daunting to not do anything, right? Just to, just to be, right? I mean, I know there's like, there's a fine line between doing nothing because your fear of being in action or fear of being like 
of doing the next thing that can help you. Like, you know, like there's a balance of like, I'm just being, I need to rest and it's a conscious decision versus always being in doing, doing, doing mode because there's fear. Um, and I don't even remember what my point of that was. <laughs> oh, versus like the power of just being present and just really the being, right? Because like, there's power in just that like I'm in my energy right now and I'm just here that's feminine yeah yeah that's present you know I'm, I'm obviously very spiritual it's, i've mentioned god a lot i don't practice religion but i'm very spiritual i believe in a higher power um and one of the things that i i one of the things my book is about is about being present it's mm -hmm. it's being here and now right um being home your home here um and I remember one of the, the things that I wrote was after I spoke to this man that wrote a book that I highly recommend. It's called It's Monday Only in Your Mind. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Um, and, his, and the author's name is Michael Kupo. But uh, one of the, so we've talked on the phone several times. He's become a, a friend of mine. And we, we are like-minded so we can have these deep conversations so it flows well. Um, and one, one time I was speaking to him, he said, you know, when I, t when I tell people to go meditate, I often tell them to go sit. Because if I tell someone to meditate, there's often a preconceived notion of what that's supposed to look like. So people are in their heads thinking about, how do I sit? What do I visualize? Which defeats the purpose. Mm -hmm. You're in your head to figure it out, right? Am I supposed to sit like this? And what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to not think? Right? You're in your head. I love so after right and so then after i finished talking to him i was like you know what i'm gonna go sit so i went and i sat at the edge of my bed and i closed my eyes and the first words that i heard were be still and know that i am god mm. and then the next the, the what happened next was the, the words came through god is the stillness and god can only be experienced in the stillness of our minds Hmm, that's good. God is the stillness, and God could only be experienced in the stillness of our minds. But how many of us are in our heads all, all day? Yeah. Doing, doing, doing. Yeah, it's like the busy trying to having to keep up. Yeah, because it's uncomfortable being still. Yeah. It's like uncomfortable and being in our feminine. Even if like men, right? Like men have masculine and feminine energies within them. And so it's like part of the leaning back, you know, I think that's, that's the challenging part for everybody. Yeah. And, but my ex, he, after he was with me for so long, he was like, I feel like I've been in a, your workshop. And I was like, I wanted a man. I didn't want a student guy, <laughs> but it is what it is. But now he's, a, he's into a lot of the stuff that I, that I've, um, that I was doing while we were together and that I continue to do. He's very spiritual and, um, can, and, and in a different way. He was spiritual before, but it was still like masculinized spirituality. Now it's more like Zen and meditation mm -hmm. and soul work. And, and I'm like, okay, good. good. Look at you changing the world one man at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I transform the man I'm with. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So in terms of like, um, your work, cause then I'm assuming like you, cause you're 
you like you're the love like in 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 love power and remind me again in power love coach empower love coach so then the work that you really focus on is helping people tap back into themselves right into yeah. their own power side yeah. yeah i love that and so helping people kind of see perfection differently and maybe not perfection like imperfection is perfection <laughs> yeah well i've even i've seen this somewhere but somebody has said um even the word imperfect says i am perfect oh yes i like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i'm perfect and it's it's not this for for me there's a difference between an egotistical perfection like i'm perfect <laughs> right right like it's it's that i'm perfect because i did xyz and look at me i'm perfect there's yeah. a difference between that type of perfection and i am perfect because i'm whole mm. and i see you as perfect because you're whole too i see all of my, myself and i see all of you it's very centered perfection um yeah. it's just like even imperfect there's the imperfect of oh, i'm imperfect i suck that's like all the way into imperfection yeah and it's rather, like well that's everybody like we're all imperfect so right rather than there's parts of me that are aren't perfect and i don't always make the right choices and i don't always win according to society whatever it is but i'm not run by that like i'm imperfect like okay i'm i'm, I'm learning i get to learn i get to grow i get to expand like ah mm -hmm. from center i get to do this like ah, yeah. life life right rather than i get to and and obviously recording this so people can't see me but i'm 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 opening my arms and i'm getting closer to to the to the phone like just totally open wide open to life and what it has to offer and what i get to learn how i get to be you know rather than being controlled by what i imagine i should be and how i should be and how should i should look and <laughs> yeah because it's gonna judge me and ah, yeah no. there's so much about that it's like our self-acceptance is huge right and even like even like when we do something different but it might be different obviously if we do something different it's different than how other people are doing things but it's like but if we are able to like accept how we do something our way then it's different and it's creative and it can bring new ideas you know what i mean like even like i'm like putting a master class together right now um and part of me is like well how do other people do it? i'm like wait it doesn't matter what other people are doing what matters is what i'm doing what's in alignment for me and what how i want to do it and like so for example um today the the price is one like it's 38 dollars, and tomorrow it's 39 i'm like it's a dollar difference <laughs> but like i have a purpose for that because like it's alignment with my birthday and like i'm using it as like my age for setting the price i mean like, that's fun for me and so it's like basically the first two days is almost the same price but i wanted to make it like meaningful uh, um but i was thinking well who does that raise the price by a dollar i'm like well i do <laughs> you know okay. And it's an alignment for me and that's what works. So I is it your birthday? 
No, it's not today. It's a Saturday. My birthday's on the 4th um, of July. So oh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so like if we're like, if we're trying to be like other people, other people are doing like, they're trying to figure it out as well. So there's no real standard. We get to make up the standard. Um, and I think we forget because it's so easy to look outside ourselves and forget that who we are as we are, like our opinion matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that you're right. You're yeah. right too. Right. And that other people are right for themselves. And what, to me, that what, what makes, what makes the flow happen as far as um, what we're doing in our businesses, right? For me, it's when I'm in my flow, it's because I'm just right for me. And the more I'm right for me, the more I attract the people that want to connect to me rather than I'm, I got to be right because according to what she's doing and maybe I should do what she's doing. And then I, I'm like all twisted and I'm like, um, I don't even no, I'm not even bringing my full light because right. I'm actually dimming it. I'm dimming my light when I'm trying to be more like other people. Right. Or trying to like make it so that it pleases someone else so that they can like, yeah, there's a lot of tweaking and like adjusting so much so that it loses your power and your essence because it waters you down. It sounds like manipulation a little bit too. Mm, yeah. If we like, allow it. Right. I got to manipulate the price. I got to manipulate the, and, and you know, what's crazy. Look at the first three letters that manipulation starts. <laughs> <with>. <laughs> oh, man. <right>. Manipulation. Let's <laughs> not hate the men. <laughs> the poor man. It's like, what? I didn't make up that word. <laughs> Yeah, and I totally am. I love, I obviously love men, and I'm, I am, I know for a fact that I'm masculine and feminine inside. Like, we're made from women, a woman and a man, right? So it's fully accepting all of me, but I think that there it has been a misconception of like everything. It, it's mass, it's a man's world. It's a man's world. Yeah. How about we keep that up a little? However, with this is a woman's world too. Yeah. Uh, that. That, yeah. That's why I even painted a statue in my, in my house. I, there was a statue I painted. And when I finished it, I knew that the statue was going to be ca called God is a woman too. Mm. God is a woman too. Yeah. It's funny how like, um, when I have conversations with people and we talk about God, it's always like he, and in my mind, I automatically, I'm like, she, <laughs> just kind of like let's change up the pronouns for a bit you know because really <laughs> it's like the divine's just energy it's you know not really like a man but it's just mm -hmm. funny like my mom my mom automatically say or she <laughs> <laughs> or she or her um yeah and she has he in it too s-h-e she yeah. so she has both <laughs> yeah there you go it's all inclusive <laughs> oh my goodness that's awesome so going back to our original conversation around perfection and um, perception of perfection, mm -hmm. um, what was my point of circling back to that? It's like, how do you, well, how like, do you tell people like if they 
say something that's, oh, I don't know. Like, do you give them feedback? I'm just curious. Like, feedback for what? Like, do you give, like, I don't, do people still say things like that to you around, like, oh, I don't know, you're here. Oh, like, my smile or my yeah, hair? Or whatever. If they, you know, pick on like a physical attribute or something, like, do you, like, do you give them feedback around that of saying, actually, no? Honestly, like now I haven't experienced it as, I don't even remember the last time. I think that I've gotten to a place where I, I really am owning my power and it shows. Um, and I think my reaction would be different if somebody did say, I'm not sure what it would be like, but if somebody said something about my hair, I mean, I, I would be assertive and say something or, I, or I'll just say, I love my hair you know, whatever it is, it's, it's, I'm, it's not for everybody, but it's definitely for me, you know, whatever it is, but it wouldn't be what I did before. It would be, I would, you know, cover my mouth when I smiled because people made fun of my smile or, I mean, I didn't do it, manipulate my hair. Um, but my, I remember when I was a child, my, my mother was like, you know, doing treatments to, for my hair to be straight, you know, and I know that that's all conditioning to yeah. that straight looks prettier, whatever it is. So we're like trying to take the curls off, but I love my curls. I, you know how many people want my curls now? They're like, oh my God, I love your curls. I'm like, I know I can't. I'm like, I love them. I think I love my hair. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny because I remember, as, you know what? I think like a lot of times we want what we don't have because I remember when I was younger, I wanted to have wavy curly hair. Like I would, my dad would buy me a crimp, like those crimping things for my hair. And like my hair is so thick, it never stayed. But it's just funny. I was like, oh, I'm, I used to want wavy curly hair. <laughs> so it's funny. It really is perception, right? Of like, perception. Yeah. And it doesn't mean like, I honestly, like I, I don't want to blow dry my hair because I cut my hair so that my hair could grow healthy. My, my curls couldn't grow healthy. Um, but sometimes I know that I might want straight hair. Mm. So I, I mean, I used to, honestly, I used to wear wigs and I have wigs at my house. Um, so if I want straight hair, I might put a wig on I love for the day. Have options. Yeah. I got, some people used to say, you have a, I had the most hairstyles I've ever seen. You've changed their hair color. I'm like, I think it's fun just to be able to like do that. Like I can change my look. Like, I think that that's a fun part of being a woman too. Like some, some people don't like makeup. I love makeup. I love that I can put different colors on my face and look different and do my hair and it's all of a sudden like okay <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome it's fun um and I did want to mention that a few years ago somebody somebody in my family saw how happy I was this was uh, like and it triggered me this triggered me so well, I was triggered by the situation so she was like, oh, you're always happy. And that's not like normal. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. And I wondered, am I too happy? Mm. Like I know it was triggered after I done, did some work, but I wondered if I was too happy. So I stopped being as happy. Oh my goodness. Maybe I shouldn't be as happy because she's uncomfortable. Mm. People might be comfortable. Oh my gosh. Mm. Then I realized, you know what? 
I'm no good to nobody when I dim my light. Mm -hmm. I am not good for myself and I'm not good for anybody else. I'm supposed to shine. I'm supposed, we're supposed to shine. Mm -hmm. That's what helps people remember themselves. Mm -hmm. That's what helps people remember. If I'm dim, then I don't shine and I don't get to, to, to show people what is possible. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. That's so good. And like, even like when you were, when you were saying how you don't get feedback anymore about maybe like how you smile and stuff. And I love it. It's because you were saying, cause like I own who I am, you know, cause you're in your confidence. So like the energy that you project is like, no one's going to question that. Right. So it's yeah. even like, it really ties back to like self-confidence and like how we feel about ourselves become a mirror for other people and how they treat us and all of that. So it's really powerful when we, when we claim our power. Oh my God. And yeah. And I know that when I, when I wasn't solid in my power and sometimes I'm not, so like, I'm not saying that I'm always solid in my power. Sometimes right. trust, I'm not feeling good. I'm triggered everywhere. Why life is not good. I'm not happy. <laughs> but, um, but now that I'm, I, I'm solid. Like I get to, I get to notice even when other people are triggered mm. by me and I'm not in reaction anymore mm, where before, if somebody was tr triggered by me, I would get in reaction. They would be defensive and I would react. Like just a quick example. One of my, my sisters was in reaction recently. She's like, she, she, and I could see that she was triggered in her eyes. Like I can see the, that her eyes even changed. Mm. And, and I, and she's like, you want everything to be your way. And I just looked at her and I was like, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. That was not my intention. Mm. This was my intention. And then she got to like soften and say, I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry that I came at you like that. <gasps> wow. Totally different conversation than if I'm triggered, if she's triggered, then I get triggered. Then we're doing this. We're bumping heads. Yeah, totally. There's no, no, no space. No. Because my, my ego, right? Yep. My hand was open. Mm, I love that. For her trigger. No didn't, yeah, I love that. That's so good. And it takes it takes it takes maturity to like open up the heart and be like, oh, actually, no, like I'm sorry. Like that's not what I meant. Hmm. Yeah. Totally not what I meant. Yeah. So yeah, it's it was it was just powerful to be oh, you know, I just want to mention it because it was it, my dad was emotional and I wanted him to cry. He was already crying, but I wanted him to cry loud because I know the power in, in, in expressing your hurt. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I could hear my sister's discomfort of like, yeah, but it's going to be okay. It's, it's whatever it is. And I'm like, just let him, just let him. And, and I just wanted him to, and eventually he's making noise. He's like <laughs> wailing. And I'm like, yes, like it's crazy. But now I get excited when somebody cries and expresses their hurt. I'm like, yes, like in my mind, I'm like, yes, because I know the healing power. Mm -hmm. oh and my then God. she, yeah, then she felt like I was trying to stop her. And in a way I was stopping her, but it wasn't, 
because I wanted it my way. I just wanted him to feel, I just wanted him to feel not. And so I, in a sense, I did want it my way, but not overpowering hers. It's just, I wanted her to be present with her own discomfort. Yeah. Which eventually she, she did. But anyway, it's powerful. <laughs> this work is so powerful. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you so much, Loretta, for being on and for sharing your magic. So fun yeah. talking to you. Oh my God, we covered so many things. We talked about perfection, shadow work, owning our power, like all the things. <laughs> These are the top I love. I love to have conversations like this. This is what I love. Super. Yeah, we could talk forever for sure. How can people learn more about you? Um, well, right now they, they can look me up on Facebook, Loida Love Dominguez. And I have a private page on Facebook too. So it's Loida Love. Um, and so if, if your friend requests me and you can't, you don't get accepted or cause I know that I'm up, almost up to 5,000, um, then hit like on my, on my page or your private message me. Amazing. Thank you so much, Loretta. Such a pleasure as always. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and an amazing birthday. I know I'm going to say happy birthday to you anyways, but <laughs> thank, thank you for having me. Oh we my goodness. You. My pleasure. And thank you. And for all of you listening, please, are you also on social, uh, Instagram, Loretta? Instagram. Yes. Empowered Love Coach. Empowered Love Coach. Okay. So tag us on Facebook and on Instagram. Share this episode if it resonated with you and we will share it back. Thank you so much, everybody. Tune in next time and see you soon. Bye. Join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support. And take part in our five-day inner confidence challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.